This is InfoTrack, the weekly show with information you should know. Here's what's happening on this week's show. This week, a special look at children and parenting. First, millions of parents are using the boob tube as their child's babysitter. But the result may be kids who struggle later in life. 22 hours average of TV a week. When you're taking that amount of time away from just growing and learning and experiencing the world, then I think you're going to start seeing some problems. Then, a well-informed child is a safe child. What should you tell your kid about school shootings and other acts of violence? We'll talk to an expert. Parents today need to gear up. It's not enough to have the talk with your kid about sex, drugs, and rock and roll. You have to talk to your kid about their safety. Those stories and more are all ahead on this week's InfoTrack. Stay tuned. It all begins right after this. InfoTrack, the weekly show with information you should know. Here's your host, Chris Whitting. What can parents do to make their kids smarter? In other words, can you raise high-achieving kids? Well, Marlene Targ-Brill has the parenting secrets, as it says, behind raising precocious preschoolers, college-bound academic achievers, and all ages in between. Marlene, welcome to InfoTrack. Thank you for having me, Chris. Now, you've written the book, Raising Smart Kids for Dummies, part of the Dummy series of books. Can you really plan the development of your child's brain? Well, there is no magic pill, actually. But what I try and do in, in this book is to lay out for parents how kids naturally learn and give them activities and ideas of how they can enhance that. You also say that the physical side of a kid growing up, the healthy body and all that, contributes to their intelligence. Is that right? Right. And there are studies to back up that good food, exercise, just getting out and about really enhance, uh, contribute to keeping those brain cells firing. Is it ever too late to start doing some of these things? I mean, obviously, it's best to start when your child is young, but you could do this at, at almost any age. Right. That's one of the things I do in this book is empower parents, give them the idea that this can be a fun path as well as a challenging one, and also let them know that it's never too late to make changes. So let's jump into your book a little bit here and talk about some of these ways you can raise smarter kids. What would be some of the top ways that you would suggest to start doing this? Well, I think the first thing is lots of loves and hugs and kisses. Creating an environment that opens up children, makes them feel safe and confident, that's a good start to them being able to go out in the world and learn and feel better about themselves. So a supporting environment and love and attention is the first thing. Then what do you, what would you do next? Well, then giving them lots of experiences, just doing the things they do every day. One of the things I try and do in this book is give practical suggestions. We're all busy people. We all have a lot to do. There are a lot of stresses in this life, and I want to give people ideas to naturally say with language development, there are things we do every day just talking to each other, and those are things that will increase language and communication skills, social skills later on, just simple little things we do every day. Do uh, parents tend to fall into a trap these days of just plopping their kid in front of the television and walking away? And, and is that something that makes them smart or makes them dumb? 
while there are some very good aspects to all different kinds of media, video, computers, television, whatever, kids spend a lot, of, too much time there. And when they're spending, say, some studies say uh, 22 hours average a week, so they can go up to 40 hours of TV a week. When you're taking that amount of time away from just growing and learning and experiencing the world, then I think you're going to start seeing some problems. And would that apply to video games as well? Yes. And- and computer games, computer time, everything. Anything with a screen is something you should limit then. Right. I mean, how can you be creative if a screen is being creative for you? So shouldn't schools really be doing a lot of these things when the kid gets to the point of being able to go to school at that age? Shouldn't they be getting a lot of this stimulation at school? Well, they get a certain kind of stimulation, but some kids, let's face it, aren't going to respond to school at certain ages. I think all of us have times that were better than others. And what I try and do is give some ideas for parents to get over the hump for those times when it's a little more difficult, when school isn't the most fun that it can be. And you want a home environment where kids can have success whether or not they're having success at school, and that's going to build their confidence. In the future, it's going to make a difference in their academic learning. They're just their general street smarts and every other kind of smarts. We're talking with Marlene Targ-Brill, the author of Raising Smart Kids for Dummies, and talking about how you can uh, make your kids smarter. Now, as we look at your book here, you have, well, you break it down by age group, in other words, birth to kindergarten and preschoolers and elementary school and on up. In terms of just some examples of how this works, do you have any stories you can relate to specific examples with kids as you did your research you came across? Well, there are some general chapters that I lay out that cover all age ranges. Simple things like eating with your kids once a day, or if you can't do that, find some way every day that you can communicate with kids. There's also a whole list of ideas that parents can have for creating a more positive environment, whether they can be around or not. Just some little things, like I used to leave my daughter notes on her pillow, or put something special, or an I love you in in a lunchbox. Anything that's going to increase communication and confidence. You talk about in here taking just about every free minute that you have an opportunity to do something to stimulate your child's mind, such as counting cars or the cars that go by with different colors or figuring out ways to use math in daily life. Does this get a little bit almost obsessive for a parent or always trying to think of something to do, or is this can this just be a natural progression? I'm glad you mentioned that because one of the points I make throughout the book is that people shouldn't be obsessed and also try and point out that it's very important for all of us, and that includes the very youngest kids to have downtime. It's that time when we're daydreaming and drifting off into space that really all the information is coalescing and creativity comes about. I think I come up with my best ideas when I'm in the shower or I'm out for a walk, and that must be because I'm relaxed. I can allow more creative thoughts to come into my mind, and I think that's the same with kids, too. So I really make a point throughout the book. If it sounds like I'm getting too obsessive with what I'm suggesting, I say, whoa, let's sit back and rethink this and put it into balance before you move ahead. And then by the same token, that's why I give more practical tips that you can do while you're out and about. I mean, I don't expect and nobody should expect to be stimulating their kids all the time. But if you happen to be in the grocery store with your 
kids and you can point out the vegetables, if you can point out the colors, if you can point out just something, you know, if for no other reason to keep your kids engaged so they don't take everything off the shelf, you're going in the right direction. Some of these examples we've talked about would work for younger kids, but obviously if your child is approaching college age, they might be a little more sophisticated. They might tend to maybe, oh, you know, I don't want to hear that stuff. What would you suggest if you're trying to, you know, sharpen the mind of somebody who's 15 years old and maybe they're a little resistant to that? Well, some of it comes with laying down the directions you want in the beginning, defining, of course, what you mean by smart, which is another important point I make at the beginning of the book, that it's not the same for everybody, and it definitely is not one test result. So that's one thing. Another thing is when you've got this open communication going, you can continue on that path as the kids get older by, say, having brainstorming sessions, having the dinners together, having some ways of connecting so that the kids will be more open to at least talking with you and sharing with you and not feeling judged by you, which many teens do. There's a section you have here on um, developing good study skills, and unfortunately many schools do not tell kids how to study or give them the real framework for that. And this is very valuable information. Could you just touch on that a little bit, some of these ways to do homework better or to plan even to do homework? The first thing would be to show that your family values education and homework and making homework number one priority in the house. And that doesn't mean that you have to give up your life for your children to do that, but it means that you let your kids know that this is important. Then creating the environment that works well. Create a routine so that if your child works better right after school, you get your child busy right after school and know that they can play, watch TV, you know, whatever after that. Another's finding a good place for your child to be working and having all the materials handy so that they're able to be in a work mode when it's time to do that. In terms of the modern family, often there are two-income households, so parents might be using a nanny or, or you even mentioned hiring a tutor in here. You can still have a lot of success raising kids if you're kind of farming it out that way. Oh, I think so. The important, you, you know, the important thing is that you have a connection with your child. How you carry out your goals, I don't think it makes a difference. And in terms of the tutor, I kind of see that as sometimes kids, especially as they get older, you know, you're locking horns about homework, and that's not what you want to be happening. If you can bring in an objective person to either help out, or if your child has attention problems, to have that person, an older, say, high school kid, come and sit with your child and do homework side by side, anything that will help and, and keep the atmosphere positive. And you also caution against trying to speed up how fast you raise a kid. In other words, don't push them ahead of grade or, or push them too hard. That's not necessarily going to be a good thing for the child. No, and part of that comes with your definition of smart. And my definition is to have a well-rounded person who can ultimately, as they get older, function in society and be independent financially, physically, emotionally. You want to raise someone that's well-rounded. And so I put a lot in there about developmental milestones, not as something that somebody has to measure against, but to give a range of what's within a normal range so that parents can adjust their goals too. Well, Marlene, you've written 50 books or 51, I guess, so you're obviously were a very smart person. Your parents must have done some things right, I guess, huh? I used to tell people that I was really culturally deprived because my parents wouldn't read to me, which now is a big no-no. But my mother always had a book in her hand, so I learned the love of reading, and my father always spun lots of yarn. So 
before I went to bed, I had some of the most imaginative stories in the world. So that kind of opened up my world creatively. Thanks for asking. Yeah, that's terrific. Well, the book is Raising Smart Kids for Dummies, part of the uh, familiar Dummies series of books. Marlene Targ-Brill is the author. And thanks for joining us today on InfoTrack. This book is available in all the bookstores, right? Uh, Hopefully. If not, it will be available if you want to go to www.dummies.com. Dummies.com, which is kind of funny since the book is about raising smart kids, but the book has so many (laughs) tips that it will help you in many ways. Marlene, thanks for joining us on InfoTrack. And thank you for having me, Chris. Next on InfoTrack, you can help your child stay safe at school and elsewhere. It's an interview every parent should hear. You're listening to InfoTrack. More after this.